Hello and welcome to Teaching Python. This is episode 41, Pythonic Parenting with the Shaw family. My name is Sean Tiber. I'm a coder who teaches. And my name's Kelly Schuster Paredes, and I'm a teacher who codes. So Kelly, we're joined this week by not one, not two, but three special guests on our show this week. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And they're from down under. Yes. So we have Anthony Shaw and his two lovely daughters, who we are calling Jaguar and Zebra. And they're joining us to talk about learning Python from your parents, which is pretty fun, right? Yeah, especially from Anthony Shaw. Who wouldn't <laughs> want to learn Python from Anthony Shaw? I don't know, Zebra, Jaguar, I don't know if you know this, but your dad's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> we actually met Anthony at PyCon last year. I think we watched an episode of Game of Thrones together. So we've actually met in real life. So it's really great. We're here to talk about learning Python and learning it at home. And so we have our special guests here and they have questions for us that they've prepared. So I'm really excited for that. Absolutely. It's going to okay. be fun. So we're going to start the same way we always do, which is the wins of the week. And the wins of the week are something fun or cool that we've done inside the classroom, like at school or at home, or on the playground, or the park, that we want to share with everyone. And we've asked Jaguar to go first. She is going to tell us all about her win this week. We went to the beach. Ooh, and was it a nice, beautiful, beachy day with good sun and a little bit of a breeze? Yeah. Did you build any sandcastles or go swimming? We went swimming. Yeah. And do you see any fish? Yeah, loads. Loads of fish. Yeah. yeah. The beaches are pretty nice in Australia. That's pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome win. That's a great win. And Zebra, is your win also going to the beach, or do you have something different to share? We went swimming for the swimming carnival at school. Ooh. What sorts of things do you at a swimming carnival? Freestyle races, backstroke, and butterfly, and breaststroke. Oh, excellent. Are you a good butterfly? That's a really hard stroke to swim. No, I am not very good. <laughs> Me neither. And I swam for a very long time. <laughs> and I do the dog paddle. <laughs> so I don't do a butterfly. <laughs> well, that is really great. Do you have like a swim cap and goggles? Yeah. What's on your swim cap? You got a medal, didn't you? Or a ribbon? Two ribbons. You got two ribbons. Yeah. For backstroke and freestyle. Oh, my kind of girl. Those are my two favorite strokes also. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't compete in the other ones. I wouldn't last. <laughs> Those are good wins, both. Excellent wins. Okay, so Anthony, it's your turn. We're going to go around the room. So Anthony, something fun or cool that you want to share from this week? Yeah, well, I conclude that the swimming was fun at the weekend at the beach. The water's really warm. It's autumn here, so yeah, it's kind of the temperature's starting to cool down, but the ocean's still really warm which is lovely. And also I did a live webinar in the last week with JetBrains showing some stuff on PyCharm, showing some security capabilities in a project that I've been working on. So That's really great. I've been following that on Twitter and then I heard your interview talking about application security. I think it was on Test and Code recently. Yeah. So a lot of focus on security over the last few weeks in the media for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's been the focus of me at the moment. That's I'm excellent. trying to get my book finished. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things going on. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So Kelly, your turn. Well, I think the win is I've, I have started a project. I'm going to share it. We weren't going to share it, but we're going to share it anyways. I started a little project of building some sort of anchor chart. We've been talking about anchor charts for a while. And Sean finally, I guess, sort of helped me motivate me by starting it. And then I started my own and we're making some sort of cool 
microbit sensors, lights, kind of anchor chart, hopefully to show, have a visual for the kids and the kids are making their own and we're just kind of playing around with it to see if it works and see if we can get some cool work out of it. And I think that was a pretty good win that I'm actually motivated and been working on that today. That's pretty cool. So Zebra, I can tell you might be wondering, what is an anchor chart, right? And it's one of those teacher words that you actually probably have seen an anchor chart all the time. You just don't know that that's what they're called or that's what teachers call them. But do you have like a big poster in your classroom that tells you like a multiplication table or here's some math that you have to remember or here's words that we're reading this week that you can learn and you can see it in your classroom from wherever you're sitting? Yeah, we've got times tables. Oh, times tables, right? So if you're trying to remember your times tables or you're just kind of daydreaming in class and you look at the wall, there's a table up there to practice and look at, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what Miss Kelly made was one that works with circuits and lights and switches and buttons and sensors and everything so that our students can look at the wall and see all the different types of little bits and gadgets and everything that they can work with programming to do cool, fun things. Yeah, and mine blink like pretty colors, too. (laughs) That's my favorite part. Pretty colors and lots of sound and noise coming out of it. (laughs) If we finish it, we'll actually tweet it maybe one day. (laughs) So, Sean, what's your win of the week? Well, I think Kelly can guess what my win of the week is. Oh, (laughs) gosh. We'll have to show you a picture later, Jaguar and Zebra. So I've been working on something for our summer camp. So our summer camp starts in June, which is usually cold for you, but it's here, it's very hot. And so during summer camp this year, we are going to be building lightsabers, like from Star Wars. And so I made a lightsaber this week. It's something I've been working on for a while, but my lightsaber lights up and it makes noises and sounds and everything. And the whole thing is coded in Python. So it all runs on a circuit Python board, which is a little bitty you know, microchip board, and it has a whole light strip of brightly colored LEDs. And every time you press the button to turn it on, it turns to a different color. So when you turn on, it might be purple, or it might be orange or blue, or pink. And so it's really a lot of fun. And the whole thing is 3d printed, and hand built. And I'm actually surprisingly pleased with how well it turned out. It's a lot of fun. And again, girls, And Anthony, it's lights and sound. Lights and sound. That's what makes it fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fun. That sounds fun. So I think these wins are kind of what we're talking about today, trying to get things that are fun. Does it sound like it's a fun thing to do to make some lights and sounds happen with code? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure your dad makes a lot of lights and sounds with his code, does he? No. (laughs) (laughs) We'll work on it, girls. So just to talk about this next part, so Zebra and Jaguar, your daddy asked us a month or two ago about some ideas and questions that he had about how you can teach your kids about coding and share some of those fun experiences that you have. And then he told us that you have some questions about learning Python and learning how to code that you wanted to ask us. So what we thought we would do is have a little bit of fun recording questions and answers for each other to be able to see if we could learn about how to have fun with your parents learning Python. Does that sound good? Yeah. 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 All right. So do you want to go first with your questions or do you want us to go first with our questions? Um, You go first. 
You go first. Okay, so Miss Kelly, I think you have the questions lined up there, right? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> right in front of her. <laughs> I do what we always do. Here's my question. So, how much coding do you do at school? We have library lessons every week, and every two weeks it's borrowing week, so we borrow library like books from the library, and then the weeks in between we go into the computer lab and the past few weeks we've been learning about a digital citizen citizenship oh mm -hmm. that's that's fun. very important security <laughs> and mrs fife our library teacher has been away visiting her daughter in scotland so another librarians come in his name is mr brown and he has long hair and one earring that's cool so with your digital citizenship do you play any games online we're doing research about it oh excellent excellent so what are some of the things that you've learned in your research what a digital citizenship is and what is it <laughs> should you tell people your real name on the internet no. No. Should you tell people where you live on the internet? No. No. You keep all your personal things to yourself yeah. and you don't put silly things on the internet yeah. either. And you're a good citizen. Do you know what it means to be a good citizen? <laughs> Do you say mean things to people online? No. No. Because no. you wouldn't want to say mean things to people offline, right? Mm. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Excellent. Do you guys know any type of coding, though? Have you looked at Scratch or Scratch Junior? Scratch and Python. And Python? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And what Python have you done, girls? A balloon thing. The balloon thing. <laughs> What's the balloon thing? Like a balloon. <laughs> On the computer. We made a balloon. What about the, we did the... You guys made a swishy fish. Did, did you guys yeah. make the swishy fish? Yeah. Do you want to talk a, about the fish? And a worm. And a oh, worm. Yeah, we made a worm. It's over there. Did you know that I got inspired by your daddy's swishy fish and did that in camp? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Is that the worm that moves? Yeah. Excellent. What is that thing with the cable? Is it a motor or a oh, servo? It's a servo, yeah, and it's an inchworm, so it just crawls along the ground. Very cool. That was our first project, wasn't it? Yeah. Dad, where are the lights and sounds? That one doesn't have any lights or sound, <laughs> and that's the mistake we made, <laughs> which is why the Swishy Fish was all about lights and sound and trying to recycle. So it was inspired by a project on the Adafruit website. So they've got a whole range of projects, some of them for kids and some of them for adults. But I think a lot of them need adult supervision for the younger one. Mm -hmm. And we picked one of those projects and then just kind of worked on it a bit, didn't we? We see what we could find in the bin and around the house. And we made we made a fish, didn't we, that moved? Yeah, yeah. We used fairy lights, a basketball, and we put plastic covering over the basketball. Then we sellotaped it and then we cut the rubbish in half so we had two halves of 
recycled things. And then we put fairy lights in there so it would light up. And for the eye, we got a little circular disc. Yeah. And we made it so that the fin moved. And when we tipped it, the eye made a sound. (laughs) (laughs) Very That's very clever. That sounds like fun. And I love the fact that you used old things that were going to be thrown away and turn them into something new and beautiful, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of you have a question for us? Justin does. Yes. What's your favorite letter on the keyboard? (gasps) Wow. (laughs) That is such an amazing question. I'm like, I'm looking at my keyboard now. I mean, I love so many of them. (laughs) I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. Sometimes keyboards are different in different countries, so forgive me. But I like the asterisk key. That's over the eight for in the U.S. Do you know why? Why? In Python, it means a lot of different things, and I can do a lot of things with that one little key. <laughs> I can multiply. I can import everything from a library. <laughs> I can do exponents with one little key. It's pretty cool. I bet you I can guess which one's Mr. Tiber's. <laughs> You know what my favorite one is? Actually, yeah, I have two. But my, I think my most favorite one is the exclamation point. Because the exclamation point is fun to write when you're writing things for the user. So when someone's using the computer and you want to write them a message, it's fun to put an exclamation point in there. Right? Yeah. And then the other thing that I really love about it is that you can use it to check to see if two numbers are not the same. So if I have two numbers, like three and two, and I want to see if they're not the same, I can use the exclamation point and the equal sign together. And it says, yep, those are not the same numbers. (laughs) Isn't that fun? (laughs) But you know what my other favorite one? My other favorite one is the percent sign. So it's over the five on the keyboard in the US. And it's a very special character in math and in computer science, it's for modulus. And it gives you the remainder when you divide one number by another. And it doesn't seem like it does a lot, but I use it all the time for so many different things. And it's a lot of fun to find a way to use the modulus operator. And I thought I knew you. I thought you were going to say it's the underscore. Ask your daddy why I thought it would be the underscore. (laughs) What's the name for the underscore in Python? Wait, if it's two underscores, it's called a dunder. (laughs) Why is it, you know, ask him why it's called a dunder. Double Double under. Double under, dunder. (laughs) Isn't that a funny word? I love that word. (laughs) And Anthony, what's your favorite key on the keyboard? I had to think think long and hard about this. It was a competition between the space key and the enter key. And I think I'm going with the enter key because it's so complete. And so satisfying to press. <laughs> this is true. That's a great question. My favorite one is the space file because it's so big and blank. <laughs> blank. It's blank. What's your That's second a question? good reason. Do the kids at school like Python? I think it's what I like to say a love-hate relationship. <laughs> do you know what that means? They love it because we get to do fun things and it's very satisfying. I actually had a girl 
smile and scream, I got it, today um, with her microbit. And at the same time, she was like, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't really hate the microbit, but it gave her such a hard time to get a blinking light. And with all the connections, sometimes the connections don't connect clearly. So the code can be perfect and the light just won't light or the code is wrong. We can usually figure that out. But some things make them love Python and the other times they kind of don't like Python. But when it works perfectly, they love it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think in my classes, because I have a different group of students, you know, everybody's a little bit different, right? Some people like chocolate ice cream. Some people like vanilla. Some people like strawberry. Some people even like butter pecan, right? (laughs) So some of my students really love Python. And for other people, they don't like it as much. But they all really like what it can do for them because it lets them solve problems. It lets them be creative. It lets them be silly and make things. It lets them tell jokes, right? So it's kind of like one of those things that you can use for so many different things. So even if they don't absolutely love it, they all have something they can do with it that they have a lot of fun with. What projects are you working on? Mr. Tiber always has projects. I have to remind him that he has to do more work. This is work. It's very serious. (laughs) So a couple of projects. I'm working on my anchor chart, and I'm trying out. I have about 32 different sensors for the microbit. Anything from a touch sensor. I have sensors that when you get to a certain distance, I can make sound or something happen. And we're going to be using all these sensors. I want the kids to make their own robot with the microbit without any guidelines. So I want them to develop, one kid might make a pink unicorn robot. Another one might make a funny arm moving robot, but I want to use this project that I'm making in order to inspire kids to make a robot out of the microbit. Mr. Tiber, what's your project next on the list? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I think the project that we're working on right now is I'm teaching my students how to make card games in Python. And this actually came from Miss Kelly's idea. But right now we're going through and we're taking cards, like a deck of cards, and we're learning how to make card games with that in Python. So kids that may not have someone to play with can sit down and play a game of war or spit or other games against the computer so they have someone to play against. And it's a lot of fun because I think, you know, when you play a card game, sometimes you don't realize how complicated it actually is until you have to try to write it in Python. And so my students are really working hard at trying to figure this out. And I'm working really hard at trying to help them learn it in a really cool way. And then we're learning a lot of new games too. Some games that I've never even seen before. <laughs> so we get, we get to learn a lot of new card games. They're teaching them to us, which is a lot of fun. Do you know, was it Apples to Apples or something? Do you know no. that game? No. Do you know Mao? Mao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't either. So I'm learning that. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> we only played two games. One called Cheat. Do you remember that one? Cheat. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one's patient solitaire when you stack the cards up in lines do you remember that i remember cheat. we should make your daddy code both of those <laughs> <laughs> another question when did you start teaching mr tyber you go first <laughs> i'm so, old <laughs> so i just started teaching last year so this is only my second year teaching 
I started off more like what your daddy does with coding and technology and talking to people in endless meetings after meetings after meetings. <laughs> but, but I started off not as a teacher. I was doing something totally different. And I started teaching last year, and I really like doing it. And I know I look really young, <laughs> but this is my, I think, 23rd year of teaching. <sighs> I started when I was like six. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I think one of the reasons why Miss Kelly and I have so much fun is because for me, teaching is really new, and it's something that I'm learning how to do. But I've been writing code and doing things with technology and wires and projects for many, many years. And for her, it's almost the opposite. She's been teaching for a very long time, and she's very good at it. And learning all of the coding and the technology is new. So we help each other learn how to be a better teacher and how to be a better coder. And it works really well. Yep. Cool. Next question. Do your parents like Python? Do our parents like Python? My dad likes snakes. <laughs> I don't think my dad even knows what Python is. <laughs> and my mother, she's getting better at using her iPad and Facebook. So I'll probably not. <laughs> and yours? <laughs> well, so for me, my dad was actually a police officer for many, many years. And then when he stopped being a police officer he went to work as something called an IT person. So he worked in IT on computers and servers and technology for many years. And I don't know who started first, whether it was me in school getting into the computer and seeing how much I loved it or him getting into it also from his work. But for you know the entire time I can remember, he and I have always loved technology and we talk to each other all the time. So he doesn't actually know any Python yet, but I'm going to teach it to him one day. I think that's all that's your question, isn't it? That's yeah. it. So I have a question for you, and this is from my good friend, Mr. Eric. If you had infinite programming skills, like you could program anything you could imagine, what would you make? A gigantic robot. <gasps> like one you could ride around in? Yeah. Would you take that a is my dream too. I love that idea. <laughs> A big robot that you can ride to school in. Oh, what color would your big robot be? Blue. Blue? That's a beautiful color for a robot. Would it drive itself? Yeah. And Zebra, how about you? I've got two things. A very big rocket to take me up to space (laughs) so I can see the moon and a flying wheelchair. (laughs) Wow, those are both really great they ideas. Can fly around in. <laughs> Flying wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> what use would the wheels be if you're in the sky? Because she wants to ride on a cloud. <laughs> to going off. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's very practical. So, you know, one of the amazing things about living here in Florida is that not very far from where we live is the launching base for where they launch all the rockets to the moon back with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, you know, many years ago. So if you've ever seen things about the American astronauts, most of them flew out right from here, right in Florida. That's one of the coolest things. And so when you talk about making robots with infinite programming or making rockets that launch themselves into space, there's a lot of rockets that are launching from here that have a lot of programming that go into them. And a lot of people here in the U.S. have worked for many years on all of the programming to make that happen. So it's a very cool idea. 
And if you want to do it, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other questions for us? Are you good? What robots do your children like using most? As our, we are students or our kids? Because I have two boys, and Mr. Tiber has a boy and a girl. Both so, of them. Both of them. <laughs> both of them. So my youngest is six, and probably about a couple months ago because it changes so much. He liked, I think it's called Cujo. I think he's the one that has the emojis. So you code him with emojis. He didn't know how to read before when he started doing that, but you put different codes and it has the emoji showing up on his face. It was really cute. And then my 10-year-old, he loves Legos, everything Legos. And he can code the new prime because it's a block coding and he just likes to make it make faces and make noises let me get i'll I'll show them i'll show them and then mr tyber he codes a lot (laughs) so oh let's show them the cool little that's that's the one that mateo made it's not coded though so they haven't coded this yet but check out this robot oh wow (laughs) so this is called spike And Spike has this brick down here. This is the actual computer part. And this runs MicroPython, although they haven't let us start coding it in MicroPython yet. And it's got little motors and a little light sensor up here. And so when it's coded, it's going to dance back and forth, I think. So it's like the motors turn. And it'll, Is it going to do dance. the floss? Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, probably. <laughs> I, uh, I took it away from them because we made it at home and they were playing around with that. And they took apart another one. And that's the one that they made because they thought it was cute. <laughs> it's kind of cute, no? Yeah. Yeah. So at school, when we are programming in robots, sometimes we make our own robots out of cardboard and little motors, just like you made your inchworm. So that's really fun because you can make almost anything out of cardboard. And then we also use the Lego robots here at school because they're really fun and easy to put together. And it's at home, my own children are a little bit younger than Miss Kelly's. And they like it when I bring home the Legos to play with because they love Legos too. But my son and my daughter love playing a board game called Robot Turtles. Have you ever heard of this? No. No. Okay. So this is one of the things I love about computers and computer science is that you don't need to have a computer to be able to learn coding. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this board game is one of those great ways of doing that because you play the game by telling the turtles how to move on the board. So sometimes they have to move forward a few spaces. They have to turn right and they turn left. And these turtles try to get to like jewels and have to go around blocks and mountains and everything like that. And it's a lot of fun to play. So we play a lot of games of robot turtles together to learn about how to give instructions to the turtles. And I'm going to show you guys another robot that we just got and we just started playing with it. Okay. You ready? It's called Zoomy. So Zoomy is a little AI robot that will actually start to train itself and it runs on Python And I haven't explored it much than making it go forward and backwards. So we've only played with it for two days. Does it look like a robot you're used to? No. So when you think of robots, normally you think of the ones 
that go like we're on a podcast. So I have to explain this. <laughs> they have like they have like arms and legs, or they look like people, or something like that, or they look like R two D two, right, from Star Wars or something, right? But we actually, <laughs> there are so many robots that don't look like robots. Some of them look like cars. Some of them look like arms. Some of them look like snakes, right? So one of the things that we really like about robots is that there are so many different kinds of robots out there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other questions? What's a favorite project that your students have done in class? Hmm. Ooh, I have one. I don't think I can turn it on though, but let me see if I can find it because this is a good one. Right, let me go. Hold on, let me get it. <laughs> so we've done a couple different activities. Sometimes we let the kids design their own projects. You know why we let the kids design their own projects? Because they're more creative than we are. <laughs> I would never have thought of, of a flying wheelchair, ever. So this one, they saw this one online. Right. So this is another Adafruit project, and this one is a classic. So it's a shoe, <laughs> right? <laughs> but when I take the battery pack and I turn it on, it lights up in all these different crazy colors. And as you move around, they change colors faster. So, you know, I know that you can go out to the store and they have shoes that light up. My son has a pair that he loves, right? But they actually had to take this battery pack and what's called a circuit playground board. See this round circuit board, right? You know this one? Yeah, that's just yeah, fish's eye. Oh, that's the fish's, fish's eye. eye. That's right. So we used it here, and then we glued on this strip of lights all the way around the shoe so that the shoe will light up as a student walks around. Pretty good for dancing, I'd imagine. Yeah. 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 And we'll get it. Let me, we're pulling out everything. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that we have in our classroom that's a lot of fun is that we have a 3D printer. Do you, have you seen those at your school? You have one in the library? Yeah, come, come Yeah, closer. in the computer lab. In the computer lab. And what's really fun about the 3D printer is that if you can imagine it and make it on the computer, you can turn it into something real with the 3D printer, right? So Miss Kelly has one that our students made. Well, this is taken apart because I needed the micro bit. But the <laughs> micro bit sat up here, and then they had tinfoil around here, and they made themselves a little basketball because the kids really liked basketball. They took a, a tinfoil metal ball. It's really hard. They didn't make many baskets, as you can tell. It was a really small <laughs> basket. And the idea was they had to shoot the metal ball and every time it did, there would be a point on the micro bit. So that's from a sixth grader. This one I really liked. It's not on, the batteries are dead. Did you see what that is? Yeah, it's a card. It's a card, it's a birthday card. So this student made a thick birthday card, put the micro bit in, and it says, press the button for a special surprise. Have you ever had those <laughs> cards that make sound? You ever had one of those? No? Oh, they sell them for like, 13 10 to 13 dollars but this one they made yeah so this one sang happy birthday and then sang a couple other songs so i thought it was pretty cool <laughs> so, so i have a question for you do you think it's more fun to make things or buy things make things because you can be proud of what you've made and it's fun making them yeah 
And do you feel like you learn a lot when you make things? Yeah, you and you learn you learn more when you make things because when you buy things, you don't know anything, just how to con- to control them. <laughs> and what's special about making things with your mom or your dad? You spend time with your mom and dad, and it's special working together. Absolutely. So for us, a lot of the codes and a lot of the projects that we do with the students, we like to do small, simple things. Do you know why we'd like to do small, simple things? To make it fun. One, make it fun. Two, it doesn't take two, three, four, five, six days. We can do it in a couple of hours because who wants to sit there inside staring at a computer all day long besides your dad? Not me. Not me me either. So we like to do a lot of small things with the younger kids, with my sons as well, because things that we can complete in a couple of hours, use some glue, put a little bit of code, it gets my son and the other kids interested into making things. Cool? Yeah. So you have to start small. Think about things like a fish like you did and think of maybe a stuffed animal. Maybe you want a stuffed animal to have a heart with the light that when you squeeze it, the light blinks. <laughs> or when you shake it, a red light comes on to remind you not to shake your toys. <laughs> yeah? So things like that. Cool. Do you have any other questions for us or anything that you want to learn how to do? What's something that you want to learn how to do next? Make something move. <laughs> Make something move. Oh, that'll be Makes fun. So fly. Makes me fly. Gosh, that takes a lot. Well, maybe you can make it release. You can make a paper airplane, and you guys can use the things that you learned from the servo. You remember the inchworm? It's just a movement like this. What if you can release a rubber band and make something shoot off? Oh, that'd be yeah. cool. Like a catapult. Yeah. yeah. Catapults are fun, aren't they? Yeah. Make a plane with its wings. Absolutely. Well, that would be cool. You could do that. (laughs) Or butterfly. (laughs) And you know what's fun is a lot of these things you can keep in your room, right? So if you make a butterfly that flaps its wings, maybe you can hang that from the ceiling. And then whenever you see it, it would, you know, you could have it flap its wings when you come in the room. We did that with a fish. Oh, a fish? The fin fell out. (laughs) Fish foot fell on the floor. Yeah, we had the fish on the ceiling, didn't we? Yeah. And then the fin. The fin fell off. Yeah, the fin fell and made the fish fall off. (laughs) Excellent. So I know that there are a lot of mommies and daddies out there who want to make things with their kids. They want to do things with Python and they want to do coding. What advice do you have for those mommies and daddies to make it fun for their kids and something their kids want to do? Do fun, fun thing. So make sure it's fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What? How long what? should they spend? They should spend a few hours just doing fun coding with their kids. Yeah. Should the grown-ups do all the typing, or should the kids do the typing? They what should. do you think? The kids. The kids. <laughs> Kids. Yeah. Yeah? Should the grown-ups use the mouse or the kids use the mouse? The kids. The kids. And what should the grown-ups do? If the child needs help. Yeah. If they need help. And show them what to do. Show them what to do, but not do it for them. Yeah. Yeah? That's pretty cool. What about telling them off if they get it wrong? No. No? Should they get excited when they get it right? 
Yeah. Yeah, so we should be happy when we get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Do you want to hear some of my advice? Yeah. To remind your daddy and all the other mommies and daddies out there. So step number one, you guys draw it out and design it. What you want to make or what you want to do or talk it out. Some people don't like to draw and write. My kids love drawing (laughs) and coloring. So that's step number one. Two, do it in small chunks. So pretend we were making a butterfly and we wanted the wings to flap. The first thing we do, we make the wings. One day we make them flap. Maybe later on, we want to, when we come into the room, when we turn on the lights, we want the butterfly to flap. So we add in something else. So each time you can add in more things to the same project. So that project just doesn't go into the garbage. Kind of gets and you learn more, right? Or you make it bigger or you make it better. Okay. And the other thing, there's all kinds of cool games you can play. So it's not just having to make projects. Sometimes the kids like to play games and learn about activities. If I go forward, how do I make it go forward an animal? Or how do I make codables? How do I make them go through a maze? So sometimes thinking and playing those games with your parents helps you get more ideas to make cool projects. Do you want to add to those? Yeah. So I have a couple ideas. My advice There's never a grade when you're doing this, right? There's never a test score or anything like that. Because the point is to have fun, right? Together. Because when we get older, right? When you grow up and you become mommies or daddies, you're going to think about the things that you did with your dad, right? And how he made you feel. Not about a grade and not about whether it worked or not. You're going to remember the giggles, (laughs) <laughs> much more than you're going to remember the code, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we want this to be about how we feel together. That's the first thing. And the second thing that I would say is if you don't want to write code, should you have to write code? No. Right? So if your daddy's really good at writing code and he does it and he loves it and he does it all day, but you don't love it, is it something that he should make you do? No. No. Because again, it's something we do together because we like doing it together and because it's fun and we enjoy it. So it's really more about what we love to do together than about what one person loves to do and the other person doesn't, right? So mommies and daddies have to know what their kids like to do and how to make it fun, right? Because if it's fun, we'll keep doing it, right? And we hope you have fun. We like doing it. I think the key is, and this is something Mr. Tiber says all the time to me, when I start going, oh, I don't want to code today because I have those days. Coding's hard for me. It's been a lot of learning over the year and a half for me. Some days I come in and I say, oh, <laughs> I just, I can't. And he says, what do you want to make? And it always gets me back motivated. Even if it's something, for me, it sounds kind of boring. I don't know, maybe it's boring to you or to someone else, but I like to make graphs and I like to look at data And I like to make things neat and pretty and lined up. So whenever I get bored, I go back and I I look at things that do that for me. So once you find what you like to do, then you just keep going back to that for a little bit when you're bored. And I think Daddy should show you Turtle Python because I think you guys would like Turtle Python. We'll save that as a surprise for you. Yeah. But I think, (laughs) but if you think about it, when your daddy came to you, he didn't say, let's learn Python. (laughs) What did he say? He said, let's make an inchworm (laughs) 
or let's make a fish, right? Or let's just do something fun together, right? So it's not about learning how to code. It's about trying to find something to do and then learning enough code to be able to make it happen, right? And having fun. And having, and having fun. fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right, so you know what? We are actually out of time because our school day is over and your school day is probably just about to begin, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we let you go off and have some fun at school and making new projects? And then we would love to have you come back, Jaguar and Zebra, to come tell us all about all the cool things that you're making and learning how to do and the fun that you're having with your dad. Yeah. And do you want to come back and, and record another episode with us someday? Yeah. Okay, but only if you promise to show us all the cool projects you're making. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think with that, we're going to say thank you very much to our guests, Mr. Anthony Shaw, Miss Jaguar, Miss Zebra, and of course, my lovely co-host, Miss Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> For Teaching Python, this is Sean. And this is Kelly. Signing off. Signing off.